1: hey everyone double g from the fight game podcast and fight game media we're doing a 25 dollar amazon gift card giveaway the way to enter
2: is to rate and review us five stars on either apple Podcasts or spotify how do you do that take a screenshot and send that screenshot to gg at fight we'll keep this going for two
1: weeks at the end of the two weeks we'll choose a winner via random and email that winner
2: unfortunately because of how this stuff generally works we can only do this for us residents we're very sorry about that make sure you also subscribe or follow our podcast on spotify apple podcasts wherever
1: you listen to your podcast this also helps us out a ton thank you very much now on to the show
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the five-star Joshi podcast here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and this is a very special edition, free episode of the show, as it is the Stardom Primer. This is a chance for those interested in getting to know Stardom, Wanting to jump into stardom and being interested, where do I start? Because if you haven't noticed, stardom is growing more and more by the day and now the biggest Joshi promotion in the world. If you've checked out Wrestle Kingdom 16 this week, you saw four of stardom's best compete on the stage inside the Tokyo Dome as Tam Nakano and Sayaka defeated... Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. But there's much more talent from just them. And that's why I am here to give you a primer. Because I think we've reached a point where stardom is growing, stardom is blowing up. And people that want to get into it, you know they don't always know where to start. And seeing it as the beginning of the year, I thought it would be a great time to give this episode Uh, Give you all the stories, all the major stories from 2021, the matches that really helped morph those stories, and so on and so forth. Plus, looking forward, what to expect for 2022, what to keep an eye out for, and a definitive 25-match list of the must-see matches from Stardom in 2020. 2021. It's my own list, but I think it's a list that'll give you an idea of what stardom's all about, the stories in stardom that you need to follow, and so much more. We kick off this stardom primer for 2021 with the story of Julia. By now, you might know who Julia is, even if you haven't followed stardom for a very long time. She was the wonder of stardom champion to kick off 2021. She was on top of the world. She was destined to be the face of the promotion, it felt like. But it all came crashing down by year's end. And that's really where this story begins. Her match, her rivalry with Tam Nakano goes far back. Far back. If anyone was paying attention back in 2020. These two had relationships with both Hana Kimura and Arisa Hoshiki. Tam Nakano was best friends with Arisa Hoshiki, but she was determined to take the Wonder of Stardom title away from her. Julia, on the other hand, had a rivalry with Hana Kimura. Of course, unfortunately, both of them are no longer in stardom as Arisa Hoshiki uh, had to retire due to injury. And as we all know, Hanakamura passed away. And stardom after that was left with having to restructure what they were going to do moving forward. Because if you look at their Wrestle Kingdom 14 match, it wasn't aired, but it was the four pillars of the company moving forward in a lot of people's eyes. It really was. It was Mayu Iwatani, Arisa Hoshiki, Julia, and Hanakamura. Now, unfortunately, two of them gone. They had to reshuffle. They had to rebuild. And they have the roster to do that. But it took some time. And that's why 2021 is the year of stardom. 2020 was a really difficult year. But somehow they have been able to turn it around. And a lot of it starts with the story of Julia. So, Julia is a wrestler that was always overconfident. She was almost like a final boss of sorts. She was unbeatable. She was unstoppable. You know, she leads this faction of Donna Del Mondo, all outsiders. None of them are stardom talents uh, originally. And she could not be stopped. She moved up the ladder so quickly. She won the War, uh, Wonder of Stardom Championship in the middle of 2020 after winning a tournament and beating Tam Nakano in the finals. Uh, she'd have defenses against Shuri, Hamaka, Tam Nakano again, and Natsuko Tora at the beginning of 2021. But once Tam Nakano challenged Julia one more time, Because Tame Connor's goal was to get that title. And she said she would go to the end of the galaxy to win it. So that match was made for the biggest show in stardom history. All-Star Dream Cinderella. But it would be hair versus hair. And if you're listening and you've heard of hair versus hair, that isn't always necessarily... Seen in the same respect as it is in Joshi. In Joshi, that is the biggest stipulation you could think of. It takes a lot. It's a humiliating. It's a tough situation. But that's the match they were going with. And they would main event All-Star Dream Cinderella. But before getting there, Julia's journey of this uphill downfall type scenario started on... February 13th, in her match with Starlight Kid for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. This was the final defense Julia made before losing the title. And it would be one of very importance because this is the first match we saw Julia have to go to different means to win. She started ripping at the mask of Starlight Kid, but Starlight Kid kept fighting back. Starlight Kid had all the heart in the world. She had all the heart in the world. It's one of the best underdog, um, you know, Goliath heel stories you'll see. It was tremendous. And it was the first time we saw cracks in the armor of Julia with less than a month to go before her match with Tam Nakano at All-Star Dream Cinderella. Fast forward to All-Star Dream Cinderella. This is the match. This is the main event. It's main eventing over the World of Stardom Championship, a title that is often seen as the main title. And what the Wonder of Stardom title is, it's about emotion. It's about more than just being a title. Tam Nakano says that whoever wins the title paints it in their own color. And Julia, for a long time, painted that division in her own color. She shifted what Arisa Hashiki was doing with that title. Arisa Hashiki was having these 15 minute, you know, sprints of just all strikes and whatnot. Julia was changing that. She'd have these long, somewhat epic matches. But When she did that against Tam, who brings this emotional, over-the-top style, she finally got defeated in one of the best matches of the year. All-Star Dream Cinderella. Again, the biggest show in stardom history. Hair versus hair. Julia loses and watches her head get shaved. Julia, who is on top of the mountain, gets her head shaved. And now she has to rebuild. Now she has to find her way back to the top. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. And she completely changed herself. She was no longer wearing her, you know, goddess-like gear. She was no longer wearing her Donna Del Mondo uh, colors. She went with more of a very simple look. She had a sports bra and cargo pants and a baseball cap and wrestling boots. Very G.I. Joe-like. And that's what she wrestled in moving forward, you know, with her shaved head um, and just trying to figure out who she was now. And that's when her style dramatically changed. She became much more of a brawler. She adopted the Northern Lights bomb as her finisher. And it was a complete shift of who Julia was. The, the first match she showed this new side was against gokegan Death at Cork and Hall on the 7th of March. Her rise back to the top wouldn't take too long to get to, as she would win tag team gold with Sherry, forming ALK, one of the best tag teams of all of 2021. Uh, they had a great match with Micah and Hamika at Yokohama Dream Cinderella in April, and right just like that, Julia seemed to you know everything seemed to be okay. She had tag titles now, but she was taking a back seat to Shuri, who we'll get to, began her lift off from there. Her lift off into what is the top. Some other notable. Matches for Julia, of course, include her five-star Grand Prix match against Mayu Iwatani, where she finally found some of her old self again. And, of course, an injury would derail her from finishing that tournament, possibly returning to glory. And it wouldn't be until December 29th at Stardom Dream Queendom in Ryugoku Sumo Hall that she'd make her return against Konami in a match where they honored Hana It all goes around in stardom. A lot of it, a lot of it, you can see them build off their history. And really, that's the story of Julia going into 2022. Now she's back, and she's closer to the beginning of the year version of herself than she had been for almost all of 2021 since that loss in March. And really, with the new talent that she just added to Donna Del Mondo, it looks like she's trying to take back that leadership, trying to take back what she once was. But she's in a faction where Shuri is now the World of Stardom champion. And it's hard for her to be that leader when there's a lot going on in that group next major story of the year from stardom was the growth of the Cosmic Angels. As I was saying, Tam Nakano, her rise to the World of Stardom Championship and making that belt an emotional journey for her entire reign. She beats Julia in a hair versus hair match, an emotional match. Her first feud, her first match, her first defense with Natsupoi, Carries a lot of background around it. They knew each other. They were once friends. But it turned into a rivalry and a match that is one of the most underrated of stardom's years. But then there are the likes of Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa. Again, Cosmic Angels was just created at the end of 2020. 2021 was all about getting the Cosmic Angels to a new whole entire level of being one of the elite groups in stardom. And for much of the year, it was only these three. Mina Shirakawa played a great role. In being the complimentary piece. Well, Nagi Sayaka is the budding star of the group. She is the one that stardom is getting behind. Because in 2022 and beyond, she's going to be winning a lot of titles. She's going to be the one to watch. Her trial series is a great place to start. If you want to know more about Nagi Sayaka. Her matches with Julia and Mayu Iwatani from that trial series that started in February are two of the best you get to see that fighting spirit that she received an award for at the beginning of this year for her 2021 efforts you get to see why people connect to Unagi Sayaka and why people want her to be great because she can be great she had a five star run that included some major wins including beating Cosmic Angels leader Tam Nakano Beating someone like Azumi, An Izumi who beat Shuri in the tournament. And Unagi Sayaka got the biggest opportunity of her career at Kawasaki Super Wars. When she faced Tam Nakano for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. The best match to date for her in terms of letting her show what she got. What does she have? What can she offer? It was by far her best. You look at those matches with Julian Mayu and you see how those helped mold her into this fighting spirit, this potential world champion. Back to Tan Nakano, you... Could have seen her through an entire run. A great run. Emotional battles here, there, and everywhere. One with Saya Kamatani. And a major one with Mayu Iwatani. The one with Mayu Iwatani at Osaka Joe Hall. On October 9th. Is one of the more physical battles from the entire year in pro wrestling. These two have the history. If you want to know more about the history between Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nakano, you watch a lot of their matches from earlier this year. Or not this year, in 2021. Tam Nakano left STARS, Mayu Iwatani's group, to make Cosmic Angels. Another person left Mayu Iwatani. And that's a story that you can feel in that match. They want to destroy each other. And they did for 30 minutes. And finally, the Cosmic Angels year saw them break the defense record of the artists of Stardom Championships, their trio's titles. Um, they lost them to Mahime Poi. And that is a match you should definitely check out as well. They had a reign that helped establish them as the best trio in stardom history statistically. And if you want to get a sense of what Mina Shirakawa can bring to the table, I recommend you bring and watch her five-star Grand Prix run. Are they the best matches this year? No. But are they consistent? Do they show the fire that Mina can bring? Why, she ended up being a Wonder of Stardom title challenger. Absolutely. Those are worth checking out as well. And of course, once again, at Stardom Dream Queendom, Tam Nakano. Defended her wonder of stardom championship against Sayaka Kamitani, and it watched her fall. It watched Sayaka Kamitani walk out with the match and the win and the title. It's something you want to watch. You want to witness the Tam Nakano title reign because she tells a very different story from our next topic and probably the biggest topic of the show. Which is... Utami Hayashishida. The World of Stardom champion for every single day of the year except for two. She began 2021 as the World of Stardom champion, taking over as the new face of the company. She defeated the ace, Mayu Iwatani, in late 2020. And now she was getting handed the keys, and she needed to make it happen. If you watched Utami Haishishida before 2020, there were signs of her greatness, but she needed to put it all together. She was always someone that stardom knew they wanted to have at the top. She was always someone that was easy to believe in, but she needed to put it all together. And really, her entire title reign, every match, you said, wow, not only is she that good, she might be the best women's wrestler in the world, and maybe the best wrestler in the world. She had the best title reign of 2021, and I will say that to my grave as someone that has watched every single major world title reign this year. Utami Hayashiida was number 1. It started off at the 10th anniversary show at Corken Hall where Utami Hayashiida defended against Micah, two women who before 2021 even began you would say You know they have they have some time Micah Moore she needed time But they put her in the big spot And they delivered They delivered a great match Utami walked out with victory number two Defense number two Because of course she defended against Mama Watanabe at the end Of 2020 You continue To look forward You continue to think who could stop Utamiha Shishida? And we'll get to that in a little bit. Her next title defense was against her tag team partner of Aphrodite, Queen's Quest member Saya Kamatani at All-Star Dream Cinderella. As I said earlier, the biggest stardom show to date. It was a major move for them to put these two together. Because, at the time, no one was saying that these two are ready for such a big spot. They didn't have the main event, but they had the semi-main event on a show that featured legends like Chigusa Nagayo, Ninai Takahashi, Izuki Aikawa. Those are just some of the names that are on this show, in some form. Mayu Iwatani. Versus Yoshiko was on the show. And this was your world of stardom title match. And what they were able to do was deliver. I think it brought a lot of belief to what both of these women can do in the long term as two of stardom's major players. That's what it did. It brought major belief in both of them. And really, to me, this is the match that they were both solidified and made. That's for me because neither of them at the time were seen as those who could carry and those who could, as the terms go. But they had a tremendous match, a tremendous encounter, and they both walked out better for it at such a big show. Utami got victory number three, defense number three. She was on her way. She was moving forward. Next up for her was Bia Priestley at Yokohama Dream Cinderella. This was the first time in her defense, in in Utami's defense, she was facing a former World of Stardom champion. Her biggest test to date on that front. Of course, Momo Watanabe, the most dominant wonder of Stardom champion of all time, was a great test. And of course, she beat Mayu Iwatani for the title. But this was the first defense against a former World of Stardom champion. And what they did was have one of the most physical, stiff battles in Utami's reign. Bea Priestley had the best match of her career against Utami Hayashishida. And this ended up being Bea Priestley's last match in stardom before going to NXT UK. It was an emotional match. It was a big match. But it was another chance for Utami, who was, again, not in the main event. Instead, the Donna Del Mondo tag team title match was. She got screwed on being in the main event of yet another pay-per-view. First two pay-per-views of the year for Stardom. She was not in. But she showed up. She had an incredible match. Utami showed that she has this ability. To take the best of her opponent and still walk out with the win. That match was another key building block into her title reign. Now it's the match. This is the match. June 12th, 2021. At Tokyo Dream Cinderella, Utami Hayashida versus Shuri. For the title, if you've listened to the Five Star Joshi podcast, if you follow me on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling, if you have read any of my articles about Stardom, there's a good chance somehow, some way, this match gets brought up. I have an article in Voices of Wrestling that I wrote over three thousand words about this match alone and what it meant for Stardom. This match at Tokyo Dream Cinderella, between these two, was Stardom's Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega. That's what it was. It is the best match of 2021. It is one of the best matches I have ever seen. And I understand you may be listening to me. And who are you? Okay, well, here's an example. This is the highest rated match Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has ever given. It's the He gave it five and a half. Highest rated women's match ever. That's how great this was. A 43 minute war between two of the absolute best. This is a match I'm not going to spoil for you, but Utami walks away with the title. If you want to get into stardom, This is the match you watch This is the match you watch There is no better match I can recommend to you For the current The current Style And flow in stardom There is no better match Sure I could give you Io Shirai versus Mayu Iwatani From back in the day That's great But that would not Gear you up for what Greatness stardom is putting out right now. This is the match to check out. Moving on in the Otami Hayashishida title reign, this is when we got to the level of, okay, every match Utami's having is incredible. She has become this, you know, she's on a pedestal in the eyes of not only Joshi fans now, but many wrestling fans. People are starting to come around and understand, I have to watch Utami Haishashida title defenses. And during all this time, she is just growing as a person, as a character, as a wrestler, as an overall competitor. She's adding something new. She has a presence about her that is undeniable. And the reason I'm harping so much on this Utami Reign is because this is the most important Story of the year for stardom in 2021. Julia's story and the Cosmic Angel story, those are important to know heading into 2022. But if you want to easily understand the greatness of stardom, you watch the title reign of Utami Hayashishida. Her next title match was at Yokohama Dream Cinderella in summer. Against Natsuko Tora of Oedo Tai, the Oedo Tai leader, and unfortunately, that match was never able to get to the level of greatness that a lot of these other ones had, because Tora suffered an injury in the match—a freak injury—that resulted in her in the match having to be called off. She injured her knee. It was a sad scene. It was. It was really. The only blemish in Utami's reign, and it's no one's fault because they were on their way to a great match. The first 11 minutes of that match were great. They just never were able to complete it. And hopefully someday, some way, they were able to have that match. Utami Haishashi had had a great showing in the five-star Grand Prix uh, I'll get to the five-star Grand Prix later. I'm going to recommend, essentially, the entire tournament with a you know couple matches sprinkled in because it's a tournament that really highlights what Stardom is so great at. You know, you have all these different wrestlers. 20 wrestlers enter. It's a Grand Prix tournament, of course. It is the Stardom's G1 for those wonders. Uh, but Utami had a great number of matches in there, including a Shuri rematch, a 20 minute draw. Um, she had another great draw with Takumi Aroha of Marvelous. And on her final night, might have been her best against Tam Nakano. It was champion versus champion. But as I said, Utami Hayashishida and Takumi Aroha went to a draw. Meaning that Osaka dreamed Cinderella inside Osaka Joe Hall. It would be Utami defending against Aroha in the first no-time-limit title defense of her reign of stardom. This was the most different style, different-looking Utami we've ever seen. She became dominant. She learned from her loss to Tam Nakano at the five-star Grand Prix Finals, and she became much more dominant. She was using her power to her advantage. She became this unbeatable machine. And, and really, it, it sure made her feel like she wasn't going to be beaten at any time during the past year. And, and my question at the time, was who's going to beat her. That's what Utami's reign made you think. Who's going to beat her? She beat Takumi Aroha in 30 minutes, but for those 30 minutes, she dominated for pretty much 25. And next up is maybe her best late defense. She would defend against the returning... Hazuki at Kawasaki Super Wars, but we already knew at Stardom Dream Queendom, sure he was going to be waiting. Watch this match with Hazuki. It saw Hazuki, who had been retired, not only come back, but have maybe the best match of her entire career. It saw Otami Hayashita get to brought to new limits. She had to figure out. How to beat someone that was so skilled like Hazuki? Hazuki has a very unique skill set, different from all of the challengers before her. She challenged Momo Watanabe. They are closer than ever. They are former tag team champions. She faced Micah. Micah wasn't at the level that she was before. You know, she was. She, you know, we talk about Micah now. And she's at this grand level. But back then, no. Saya she's not at the level she was now. Bea Priestley, that was a tough challenge. But she she knew a lot about Bea Priestley. Shuri, I mean, that's the match. It brought the best out of her. And they had faced, you know, recently in the Cinderella tournament. So there was some knowledge there. Takumi Roha, again. They faced in the five-star Grand Prix. There was knowledge there. This match with Hazuki, there wasn't much knowledge there. That's what made this match to me one of my favorites of the entire reign. One to definitely check out. Utami would be able to take out Hazuki, and move on to her second, her final successful defense against Mika at Tokyo Super War. It was another war between these two. Micah had defeated Utami on the first night of the five-star Grand Prix to get this match, but Utami once again put Micah away. Micah was more seasoned. Micah was more ready, but she still couldn't beat Utami. And finally, Stardom Dream Queendom, Utami versus Shiri. You could call it two. You can call it three. You could call it four. Either way, it was the rematch from Their title match. And it's when Utami Haishishida's title reign came to an end. In a phenomenal match. Shuri walked out as the new champion and the winner. And that's really a title reign you need to go back and see. If you want to get into stardom. Utami Haishishida's title reign is the one you watch first. Now we have a couple more stories here. None as lengthy as that one. Uh, Shuri's rise to the main event and ultimately the World of Stardom Championship she had countless, countless incredible, amazing matches throughout this year and really it was the match with Utami that jolted her into potential contention to beat Utami because Utami couldn't beat her but if you want to check out some of her earlier in the year stuff before that big match. Shuri versus Azumi for the SWA World Title at Cork and Hall is a good one to check out. Um, and her entire five-star run. She made it to the finals and won, but almost every match you have to see. I can't recommend her match against Takumi Aroha on the final night. Her match against Momo Watan- Watanabe in the finals. One of the best matches of the year. Her match against Tam Nakano. Her rematch against Tommy Haya Those alone, you need to go out of your way to see. Her match with Saya Kamatani. Her match with Micah on back-to-back nights to kick off the series. Watch Shuri's run in the five-star Grand Prix. You will understand why she is someone that I talk about in such high regard. and A lot of Joshi and Stardom fans do. There's a reason she's World of Stardom Champions because of the great year she had and what she was able to do and tell stories in the ring and be this absolute warrior that was good enough to beat Utami Haishito. Stars versus the Uedo tie. This was a story that resulted in the rise of a new star. That is what this match was. You look at what this year has become for stardom and you talk about or everyone talks about utami julia sherry Saya sayakamitani you know those are your main five characters really but behind that is still the ace the icon of stardom and mayu utani who Watch her group stars have a tumultuous year. Have a difficult and at times terrible year. But that would ultimately be aided by the returns of Hazuki and Kogama to stardom. Which was the ultimate refresh. Uh, so on April 4th at Yokohama Dream Cinderella in spring... Stars faced tie where it was Faction Warfare. The loser of the match, elimination match, would have to switch factions. That first one, we would see Goki Death, Kaori Oniyama, formerly Detayama-san of Tokyo Cyber Squad. She would switch to tie becoming Fukigen Death. But that wasn't enough. In June, at the same show, that Shuri... Versus Utami happened. It was Stars versus Aita one more time, and going into it, you would think, okay, they're gonna get Death back. They're gonna get her back on the team because you know Tai has to lose. But no, this is one of the most emotional endings to a match you will see in Stardom all year, as Mayu Utami can't do anything but watch as her, you know, apprentice. Her friend, her tag team partner, Starlight Kid, is put down and put out, getting taken out of stars and put into a way to tie as she was the last defeated. And that, ultimately, it wasn't about stars or a way to tie anymore in this story. It was about Starlight Kid. What we would see in Starlight Kid's transformation is incredible. Starlight Kid went from being this great, gritty underdog, you know. She'll she'll win a title sometime. She'll be, you know, she's still very young. She's going to be a Wonder of Stardom champion in a couple of years. What she went from in joining to Tai was from that to a superstar. The new look, the new personality, the confidence that she was able to exude. Her first match was on July 1st. The first match where she embraced being the Black Tiger. The Black Tiger of stardom. July 1st against Izumi and Momo. She teamed with Raka, but that's when she had the new look, the new music. the new everything. That's when stardom fans sit, sat back and said, wow. Starlight Kid, you know, she's a superstar. Instantly. And a lot of people believed in her star power down the line. But it's almost like it was an overnight sensation type thing. But that didn't stop Mayu Iwatani, who would take on all of Awado Tai on July 17th in a gauntlet match. If she won, she'd have the chance to get Starlight Kid back. But of course, Starlight Kid would have the decision in the end. And that's what Mayo Iwatani did. She went through all of Awado Tai, beating them all, just for Starlight Kid to stop and say, I want to be at your level. I want to be at your level. And I'm not going back to stars. I am going to grow. I am going to get to where you are. I'm going to be greater than you. And that is maybe the most important story going into 2022 that doesn't involve a major title. Starlight Kid's growth would continue in the five-star Grand Prix as she would get this close. She was a win away from the finals before she lost to Mayu Iwatani. She wasn't on that level yet. She'll get there, but she didn't get to that level yet. And that's the story of Starlight Kid. Heading into this year. She's she's trying to build herself. She wants to be greater than Mayu Iwatani. She did, however, in a finally capture the high-speed championship by beating Natsupoi on August 29th in Tokyo. That is a great high-speed match. If you want to get into the high-speed title of stardom, uh, that's definitely something I recommend. Uh, and really, if you want to get an idea of how great Kid can be, that's a good match to check out. She also had a title shot against Tam Nakano, which was another great Nakano defense and a great shining for Starlight Kid, who was in this new character, and she needed to display that she could be, well, great. That's what that's what she was doing her best. She was trying to be great, and she wasn't there yet. And of course, as I said, we would get to that Mayu Iwatani match at the five-star Grand Prix Finals, where she would ultimately fail. But that's where this goes with the Momo Watanabe story to follow into 2022. Momo Watanabe, the longtime leader of Queen's Quest, she took over for Io Shirai when Io Shirai went to WWE. Um, and then at Saka Super Wars, we saw that all go for naught as Momo Watanabe, turned her back on Queen's Quest in in another elimination match. She would smash the head of her longtime partner, partner, Izumi, with a chair, turning on them and joining Tai. Her and Starlight Kid, now these two young guns joining together, becoming the face of Tai. a group that needed a change a group that was once led by the great Kagetsu and Hazuki and started by Hanakimura's mother, Kyoto Kimura. This was it. This was their shot to create something new heading into 2022. And that's where we are now. We have Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe at the head of Oedotai. Now one of the two final stories that are necessary to know going into 2022, as I brought up earlier, was the return of Hazuki and Kogama. Kogama, of course, was kind of out of nowhere. No one really knew what to expect either. Koguma, a very good wrestler, former high-speed champion, but no one really knew what to expect. She had been out of the game for a long time, still very young, but out of the game. And no one knew what to expect, as she became one of the most consistent wrestlers in stardom. She would team with Mayu Iwatani for the tag titles on pay-per-view. They didn't succeed, but Koguma became a key player in stardom very quickly. But then there's the return of Hazuki. Hazuki is someone that, if you ask anyone that's a Stardom fan, you they will say that she is one of the most talented uh, t- in all of Stardom right now. And when she left, she was when she retired. She pretty much said she hated Stardom and never wanted to come back. And she retired at a very young age. I believe she was 22 at the time now currently 24 so she would come back and her return match would be against koguma at osaka dream cinderella and it would be a match where these two would have a great friendly showing against each other and it would remind us that hazuki is still the future of Stardom if she wants to be. She's still one of the key players, and that's why she's back. She would join Stars, joining Koguma. Stars would be very full by the end of the year, and um, be one of the best factions in terms of talent. All of a sudden, and of course, the Hazuki versus Otami match that they brought up. But Hazuki and Koguma would create the team FWC and go on to win the Goddesses of Stardom Tag League tournament, earning them a shot. At the Stardom, uh, the Goddesses of Stardom tag titles, which are currently held by Julian Shuri, and will face them um, at the first Cork and oh, the second Cork and Hall show of the year on January 9th. Uh, the final major story to follow from this year was The Rise of the Phoenix, Saya Kamatani. The Rise of the Phoenix. Is if you've noticed Sprinkled into a lot of these stories Her match against Utami Hayashishida was the biggest Match of her career to date And she delivered She'd go on to win the Cinderella tournament A very unique tournament Where you know matches Rarely go over 10 minutes Elimination can be Over the top rope, pin, submission but she'd go on to win it. She'd have her first crowning moment of the year at Tokyo Dream Cinderella. Major, major pay-per-view if you haven't figured it out yet. She'd beat Micah in the finals. And she would, you know, get her wish, which her wish would be to face Tam Nakano for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Which is that match that I was talking about. An emotional journey for Saya Watani in that match. It was... A major opportunity, but also just asking a lot of her from the start, could she become champion against Tam Nakano, someone who defeated Julia, of all people? Sae Kamatani didn't have enough. She didn't have the confidence yet to get there. She had the athletic ability. She had the in-ring capability. But she didn't have the confidence to get there. So really, the rest of the year was her building confidence. Building to that second shot. And when she got that shot at Stardom Dream Queendom, she had more confidence in that one match than she had her entire career. She had a look, she had a determination, and she ultimately got the win in the end. She looked incredible throughout the match. She brought it to Tam Nakano, and she didn't allow it to become a Tam Nakano emotional epic. She let it be her own style. She used her athleticism that no one else can match, and in the end, she would hit her picture-perfect Phoenix Splash to win the wonder of Stardom Championship, ending the year and showing that the rise of the Phoenix was true. She was that great. And now beginning 2022, as the champion, as the champion of Queen's Quest, she has a big role ahead of her. A big role ahead of her. And those are all the major stories from Stardom this year heading into 2022. But I want to read through each champion, each faction uh, and you know, give you an idea of you know those to watch out for. So the champions are as follows: the World of Stardom champions currently Shuri, who again I said had one of the best years you'll ever see from a wrestler. Wonder of Stardom champion Sayaka Kamitani, the Goddesses of Stardom champions currently, as of this recording, are A L K, Julia, and Shuri. The artists of Stardom champions are Mahime Poi of Donna Del Mono, Micah, Hameika, and Natsu Poi. The high speed champion is Starlight Kid. The future of Stardom champion is Hanan, future ace of the company. And the SWA world champion is Shuri. Yes, she has three current titles as we speak. The factions. As we head into 2022, are as follows. Stars, the group of Mayu Iwatani, is currently Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, Kogama, Hanan, and the injured Saya Aida, who was the future of Stardom Champion earlier this year. Queen's Quest without Momo Watanabe is as follows. You have Izumi, Utami Hayashishida, Wonder of Stardom Champion Saya Kamatani, Hina, who is currently away, uh, you know, to, to school, but she will be back. And Lady C. Lady C's journey throughout 2021 is another miniature story to follow as she was looking for a win. And before, and she has said that she was not joining a faction until she got that win, it was at the live show. Earlier this week, that Lady C would finally find a faction, and that would indeed be Queen's Quest. Then there's Oedotai. Uh, leader Natsuko Tora is currently injured, so at the head is momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, Fukuyang Death, Ruaka, Rina, and Saki Kashima. The Cosmic Angels is Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, my Sakurai, Wakasukiyama, and Unagi Sayaka. And then there's Donna Del Mondo with the final news piece, really, of you know what to look out for heading into this year, if you plan to watch Stardom, is that Donna Del Mondo added two new members in this first show of Stardom's year, which is Tekla, formerly of Ice Ribbon, and Marai, formerly Marai Mayumi of TJPW. They both are future stars for this promotion, but the other members of Donna Del Mondo are, of course, Julia, Sherry, Micah, Hameika, and Natsupoi. Those are your factions heading into 2022, but never doubt that change is on the way. If you pay attention to New Japan Pro Wrestling, you have seen that they are getting multiple opportunities as they were on both Wrestle Grand Slam shows earlier this year. And they were, of course, on the Wrestle Kingdom card day two, as I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, Definitely a match to check out. They got nine minutes, but the nine minutes were great. And now to close out this stardom primer, I give you the ultimate guide of must-see stardom matches to help get you up to speed. They are in chronological order. And then. we will, I will give you the what to look forward to. As we head into 2022. And then we will be done. The first match. Is the. Uh, first match of Unagi's. Trial series. Julia versus Unagi Sayaka. At Shinjuku Face. On February 6th. 2021. You must see. It must see to understand where the fighting spirit of Unaki, Unagi is seen best and see the fierceness and anger behind who Julia is at her core as a wrestler and what makes her so great. The second match was at Corken Hall on February 13th as Shuri defended the title against Azumi, defended the SWA world title, a great match that saw Azumi really, really show why she is one of the uh, future top stars of stardom. At that same show, the Julia vs. Starlight Kid match for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, also a must-watch. The day after, on the 14th, the Unagi series continued as Mayu Iwatani destroyed Unagi Sayaka again at and Hall. On April 3rd at All-Star Dream Cinderella, Mayu Iwatani faced Yoshiko in an emotional, historic stardom battle. If you ever want to know about Yoshiko, you can look up her history and why this was such an emotional battle to begin with. You know, these two former friends going to war in one of the best non-title stardom matches of the year. That same show, Utami Hai Shishida versus Saya Kamitani for the All-Star, uh, for the One World of Stardom Championship. Again, a must-see to see these two grow pretty much together in singles action in just one match. It's a must-see. It's a must-see. In that main event, Julia versus Tam Nakano in a hair versus hair match for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. On April 4th, a Yokohama Dream Cinderella Tam Nakano versus Natsupoi for the Wonder of Stardom Championship this was Tam Nakano's first title defense of the year and definitely one to check out if you want to get the vibe of what Tam's reign would become Hameka and Mika defending the Goddesses of Stardom Championships against Julian Shuri one of the best tag team matches of the year they didn't stop for 29 minutes. They pretty much just went all speed, all the time, physical, brutal, fantastic. On June 12th, in the Cinderella final at Tokyo Dream Cinderella, Micah versus Sayaka kamatani a key moment in the Saya Kamitani rise, as well as a key moment in Mika's rise. Both of these two heading into 2022 are major main event stars, and this match helped a lot in that growth. Of course, that same show at Tokyo Dream Cinderella, Utami Hai versus Shuri, that is the match. I don't think I need to talk it up enough. I don't think enough people have talked it up enough, and hopefully... If you didn't check it out then when you heard about it, this is now your time. On July 31st, the opening night for the five-star Grand Prix, Mayu Iwatani and Momo Watanabe showed that they have the best chemistry or uh, most consistent chemistry in all of Stardom. Two of Stardom's, you know, true OGs from the days, you know, before they boomed, before all these stars were made. Mayu Iwatani and Momo have been stars there for a long time, and they have one fantastic match. The next day, on August 1st, Sherry versus Micah in the five-star Grand Prix. This is one of the more physical matches you'll see between two faction members this year in stardom. An absolute barn burner of a fight. That same day in the main event. Julia versus Mayu Iwatani. This is the match that Julia re-found herself as a star in the promotion. Um, you know, donning gear that was similar to her before she got her head shaved. August 29th. Natsupoi versus Starlight Kit in Tokyo. This was not the five-star Grand Prix match. This was for the high-speed title. Get a good sense of what high-speed wrestling can be. It can be great, and this was great. I have a note here. Really, just try to watch as many of the five-star matches as you can from 2021. It is one of the best tournaments I have ever seen. If you want to pick a wrestler and just go through their journey, that's always great, too. It's a great way to get a grasp of certain wrestlers and how they wrestle different people. Shuri is my best example. She's incredible throughout the entire tournament. More five-star Grand Prix matches to come here on September 6th. Tam Nakano versus Takumi Roja is one of the best tournament matches you will see. September 25th in, at the five-star Grand Prix Final. Shuri and Takumi Roha wrestled to a 20-minute draw, uh, which would ultimately lead to Shuri getting to the finals later that night, watching Tommy Hai versus Tan Nakano, champion versus champion, and then of course the finals between Shuri and Momo Watanabe from that very same show. That match is one of the best you'll see all year. That match is one of the most physical 18 minute fights you will see. October 9th at Osaka Dream Cinderella. Kogama versus Hazuki. This is an important match to watch because heading into 2022, these two are a major fix in the promotion, and this was Hazuki's return match. November 3rd, Utami Hayashishida versus Hazuki Huz- at Kawasaki Super Wars for the World of Stardom Championship. Again, another must see match. Another great defense for Utami. September, uh, not September, November 14th. The goddesses of Stardom Tag League Finals, Hazuki and Koguma versus Momo Watanabe and Azumi. A great, great tag team match after what they went through earlier in the night. Again, it gives you a great sense of what tag team wrestling in stardom is. It gives you this amazing sense, and really it sets you up for a potential FWC title reign this year in the tag team division. And now the final event of Stardom's year had three matches you must go out of your way to see. On December 29th at Stardom Dream Queendom, Julia versus Konami. Julia coming back from injury. Konami leaving. This, is, this was Konami's departure as she will be resting and leaving wrestling for the time being to get better. And it was the perfect way for her to go out. It was the perfect way for Julia to come back. And they honored Hanukkah in a number of ways that made this the most emotional match of the year in stardom. Tam Nakano versus Saya Kamitani for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. I've been saying it all episode long. This is the match you want to see to see how Saya Kamitani got the title heading into this year. And of course, the rematch of Tommy Hayashishida versus Shuri as Stardom Dream Queendom for the World of Stardom Championship. The perfect final match of the year to highlight the best year in Stardom history, the year of growth in a year that set stardom up for an amazing 2022. And the quick notes of what to look forward to, if you want to keep an eye out, really, these are going to be the major stories, I think. What are Tekla and Mirai going to do in stardom DDM? Do they make DDM start to break up? They're at seven members. That is the most of any group, I believe. So... Worth checking out there. Julia and Shuri working together. Julia's going to want the World of Stardom Championship sooner rather than later. And that's what Shuri's got. So that's a story to watch. What's next through Tommy Hayashita without the title? Instantly a journey to follow because her not having the title is massive. And we haven't seen it in a very long time. Starlight Kid's growth talked about as one of the major st- stories this year, but seeing her and potentially watching her win one of the top two titles this year is not out of the question. It's definitely something worth watching. Momo Watanabe versus Queen's Quest, we will see in the first Cork and Hall show of the year, Momo Watanabe versus Azumi. So that should only continue the story. Watch Hazuki this year. I think Hazuki has a special year coming in stardom, and of course, the two title reigns of both Shuri and Saya Kamatani, we will see how those go, because a lot rides on those two title reigns to help stardom keep growing, a lot does, so it'll be interesting to see how they face their first challengers, and how tournaments affect them, and so on and so forth, but this was the stardom primer, and if you're wondering, where can I watch stardom? They have a service, stardomworld.com. You can check it out there. I believe it's just a little less than 9 bucks a month. Um, worth it. They upload every show eventually. There's no live shows on there. Most pay-per-views are available live um, on their pay-per-view website that they release before. Always keep an eye out for that uh follow stardom if you'd like at we are stardom for the english account and at w w r underscore stardom for their regular account it's going to be an incredible year for stardom in two thousand twenty two and if you are looking for a time to jump in, there is no better time than now the entire List of matches that I just read off to you are on Stardom World for you to check out. Every story you can see through those matches, you can check them out. Again, on Stardom World. Everything is available to you. It's just a matter of you wanting to do it. And I hope if you've listened to this episode, if you've listened to me sing the praises of stardom, you also check out the five-star Joshi podcast on the Fight Game Media Network Plus tier. I'm talking Joshi every week. There's more Joshi than just stardom, but the majority of the show is always stardom. So if you're enjoying stardom want to be part of the journey, as I share my thoughts definitely subscribe now and you should be subscribed anyways. Cause there's a number of great podcasts on this network. You don't want to miss you. Can follow me at Scott E wrestling on Twitter to see all my thoughts. I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch all wrestling, but Joshi and stardom, especially are my main Avenue. I hope this was helpful. I hope this makes you want to watch Stardom. I hope this gives you a launching point to watch Stardom. 2021 is going to be a great year. 2021 was an amazing year for them. Check it out, and you won't regret it. Thank you for listening, and have a good one.